What's the good word, y'all? Back for the rebound like Trenton, Dallas, and North Korea's own Dennis Rodman. When the HBO tip in last week, went through some of our early memories and the iconic shows, including Oz, which actually turned 25 this week, and The Sopranos right before the passing of Tony Sirico, who played the great Paulie Walnuts. Don't think we gave enough props to that magnificent cast and all those characters, Gandolfini and Perioli and Edie Falco got their props, but Syl and Paulie were just amazing. Paulie was absolutely hilarious, but also just as menacing. Um, Bobby Bacalari, Steve Buscemi was on there, Frank Vincent, Joey Pants, of course, Robert Loggia, of course, Lorraine Bracco. Just a wonderful cast, wonderful show. Could have done a roll call of all the HBO shows. Uh, the Wire didn't get enough burn. Got to give a shout out to my favorite characters like Lester Freeman and Bunk. Kima, Brody and Daniels were also on Oz, just some all-time great shows. Speaking of all-time great, must also mention the passing of James Caan. Godfather laid the template for Mafia on film and TV. And I mean, the hot-headed Sonny was an icon. And of course, Brian's song and Misery and even Elf, also beloved classics. I rocked with Alien Nation, but R.I.P. to Jimmy Caan. And also Gregory Itzen, who diehard fans of 24 like myself will remember as President Logan. A lot of legends passed this year, but I digress. This week, we wade back into the waters through the extensive library of HBO comedies and dramas, which is quite the task. I mean, we didn't even get to go into the documentaries and whatnot, and I still know we left some off, and I forgot to mention Super Dave Osborne by name, who I found out was Albert Brooks' brother a few days ago. Uh, I also left off a few of Regina King's credits, including 227. It was a comedy with Marla Gibbs and her family. On NBC, Saturday nights. Uh, not to mention Boondocks. Love me some Boondocks. And the great HBO cult classic, The Leftovers. Didn't even mention The Leftovers on the HBO show. Same with me. Also short sold on the Roy family, Logan and Shiv and my guy Alan Ruck from Ferris Bueller. Uh, R.I.P. Cameron, who was murked by his dad after a 36-year, spoiler alert, wrecking the Ferrari. Uh, also... Kind of breeze past some shows like Rome and Deadwood and forgot Young Pope altogether. Somehow forgot to mention Luis Guzman twice this episode with two shows he was on, including one during a shout out to Pop Dukes and one of his weirder HBO fixations. Speaking of Pop Dukes, very happy birthday, Pops. Love you and thanks for listening regularly and all of your compliments. It means a lot to me, and thanks to all of you who listen and subscribe and hop on the pie with me, including this week's returning guest, Bex. I mean it. Y'all are great, and I appreciate it so much. And with that, part two of the HBO 50th anniversary, Frankly Speaking Style, of course. Real talk. Catch you on the flip. All right, we back talking about HBO. Ran through some of the early shows used to love when it first started. Went through some of the big prestige ones. Yeah. Now we're going to go a little bit deeper. And HBO has a heavy volume, so we're going to miss some of the shows. We're going to gloss over other ones. We're going to kind of 
yay or nay this one, starting with a favorite of both yours and mine's yes. deep cut, Big Love. Ah, oh, Big Love. <laughs> Big Love was amazing. I mean, honestly, all of that's just so fascinating. The characters were just incredible. They were incredible. They were all, all very different. Um, I feel like they were cast perfectly. Perfect. The storylines were interesting. I mean, it did get a little too much towards the end, like with all the Senate stuff. But, you know, at least like the first few seasons were just pure gold. Gold. And Bill Paxton, rest in peace, one of my mm-hmm. favorites, low Absolutely. key. He was just incredible. It was good to see him starring in a vehicle. I know. I know. Because he's always kind of like, he's always kind of a secondary character. But he's shown the ability to be both good as a drama actor. Mm-hmm. He has comic chops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even got to be a little leading manish in this. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really just a fantastic show. I never expected to actually get swept up in it. I know. I was like, I'm not watching this show. Well, yeah, at first I watched it because I was just kind of purely fascinated by it. And then it was just so interesting and then I just started to just, lo- like, I fell in love with every single one of the characters and just wanted to watch each one of them grow. Exactly. I mean, even Creepy Roman, like, it was interesting yeah, to see what, what he yeah, was up to next, wild. you know? It's just all the dynamics, all the people on the compound versus, you know, all of them that were... Yeah, the compound was really, really weird. Yeah, and, it and, was. And it was magnetic the way the show yeah. would bring you in right it's all the gangster conventions of it and, the, and exactly the, the criminality of it yeah and the whole juggling of the family that made for just constant drama just yeah every episode because there's drama within the wives and right. the family and right. then there's the idea of them getting caught exactly uh, exactly and i mean it's amazing too that you know he leaves the compound for a better life and then it's like when the first wife, you know, almost dies, that that's when he has that calling to, you know, have a second wife and winds up marrying Nikki, who's from the compound, which gets him swept back up into that life again. Was, was G. Yeah, he was he was, he was crazy. Oh, and, and Albie. Oh, my Ooh. God. Albie was crazy, too. I mean, I can't think of the actor who plays Albie, but then um, but he and uh, Chloe Savini. We're yes. both in American Psycho together. Oh, I did not. Because you remember think he's about he's that. the creepy one that follows him into the into the bathroom. Yeah, and Chloe, she's been my girl since kids. Oh way yeah, back kids. In the day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And Jean Triplehorn. Mm-hmm. She was in a bunch of movies that I loved. Uh, she was in Basic Instinct. She was in The Firm. Yeah. So the cast, Harry yep. Dean Stanton, was in a bunch oh, of. Yeah. David Lynch movies. He's all. He just looks scary. Yeah, he was also the dad in Pretty in Pink. That Ah, was my first. That was the first thing I ever knew him from as a kid. Yeah, he was in Blue Velvet with Dennis Hopper. That's what I always think of. So completely different. Blue Velvet, Pretty in Pink. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, Jennifer Goodwin. Yes, she was really, really good. Yeah, she's she's adorable. I just want to put her in my pocket. She's just precious. Amanda Seyfried, like first we thing she ever did. talked about her, and she was um, incredible in the show. Do you remember who she marries? Aaron Paul. I had no idea. That was her boyfriend that, wow, she, that she meets yes. when she goes to that, like, it was like an ex-Mormon support mm-hmm, group kind of thing. Group, yeah. And she talks about, like, you know, her family being polygamous, but it's all anonymous. And so, yeah. he like, you know, she, she winds up bailing because everybody's, like, horrified by it, and she's embarrassed. And so he winds up getting up with her and just meets with her one-on-one and... They fall in love and get married, and wow. it's Aaron Paul, and that's the very first it's thing I remember Aaron ever seeing Paul. Aaron Paul in, other wow. than 
was it the corn pops commercials or something no, like that? I'm he was bad. he was in some sort of commercial that I remember like going back, like somebody had some sort of commercial. I was like, oh yeah, I totally remember those. I, I it wasn't that. it was one of those like ones that was kind of like the Dell commercials where like the kids were always like had gotcha. like the big bugging eyes and stuff because it was the nineties. <laughs> the nineties. But yeah, no, that was the first thing I ever saw Aaron Paul in. And then when Breaking Bad came out, I was like, oh, it's that kid from Big Love. <laughs> Like weird, like weird take. I know, cause like I'm probably the only person that thought it. But yeah, he like ev- like a lot of people got their start on that show. Big so. Love was an incredible HBO show. That's one that I don't think a lot of people have watched, and it doesn't yeah. get into that prestige category. But for me, it, it was definitely amazing, belongs though. on that level. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was a great one. Meanwhile, wow, that was my show. A lot of people were watching True Blood, and I did watch True Blood had a lot of people in it but true blood was super campy it was and you talk about a show where they should have pulled the plug on that a little bit earlier yeah i was not so into true blood i don't know like the vampire thing just doesn't really do it for me okay so it just i don't know like i've watched a few episodes but every time i've watched it i thought yeah i could keep watching it but like nothing's really like making me want to keep watching it i don't know i just yeah i i i did get into that and that was my sister was a huge fan of true blood okay and she does love vampires she talked about doing the the tom cruise tc episode Mm -hmm. and so i got into it lafayette another one of those Mm -hmm. you know progressive characters because he was another homosexual black character and at times you thought it was kind of bordering on stereotypes sometimes, but he always had such ownership and like the actor himself was so good at it that it worked, but the show was silly. It was. Newsroom. That is probably my favorite HBO show of all time. <laughs> you said the favorite of all time. Um, I mean, it might not be my number one, but it is. It's probably the show that I've watched the most. It's such a sh- it's such a fast watch. First of all, there's three seasons, but I think I counted. There's only 25 episodes total. Okay, yeah. Because I think it's like 10 episodes, eight episodes, and seven episodes, or something like that. Like it's really, really fast. Yes. So you can watch it. You can binge it like in a weekend. I've probably rewatched that show no less than 20 times because, you know, I mean, they're covering actual news stuff. So like the very first episode, you know, it's the Gulf, you know, oil spill. Yes. And I mean, no matter how many times I've seen it, when they figure out what's going on, it's it's still a gut punch. Yes, it is. It did a good job of melding current events yeah. into this fictional world of journalism absolutely and I holding mean, journalism like yeah. precious as we should we we, we did not hold journalism yeah. as precious as we should have and now it's broken i mean i will say season one is the best season out For of sure. all of them um the whole genoa thing season two is a little is a little much i mean there's other stuff that goes on you know in the background of all of that Season three is just kind of, eh, it's a little lackluster. <laughs> that was one But where... I still watch it all the way through. That's where Dev Patel, I, I'm guessing he had some sort of like contractual uh, obligation yes, to be elsewhere yes. because he wasn't in most he wasn't of it. wasn't in it, yes. Because he had to flee, you know, because he had committed. What was it? I literally just rewatched it too. Um, he um, Perjury? No, it wasn't perjury. He had committed um, espionage. Espionage. Like he had a government official steal documents for him <laughs> and taught them how to do it because they brought him a bunch of stolen documents and he needed more. So he taught them how to do it. Wow. And they were like, yo, that's a felony. That's a felony. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what? And they were like, yeah, you literally taught him, taught them how to get more. You, you coerced them into getting you more stolen documents. That's... 
that's espionage. So he was out. He was so, out. So yeah. So he doesn't come back until the end, and it's it all winds up okay. Blah blah blah. But that's that's the thing. But, it's, it's an Aaron Sorkin show, so it still has those yeah. hallmarks of good triumphs in the yes, end. Yes, but also with that, it's Aaron Sorkin, so you know that the writing is incredible. Yes, and the, the, the I mean, dialogue back and forth. You're just gonna yeah. get snappy. And that's one of the things. Like, it's if you're not the kind of person that puts subtitles on when you watch TV. If you go to watch that show, put the subtitles on because there's so many lines that you might not even notice that are some of the funniest lines in the entire show. Like, I mean, the, like the very first episode, it's one of my favorite lines. And it's like one of the very first things that happens. Um, you know, Don tells um, Maggie that he doesn't want to go get dinner with her and her parents because he doesn't want to meet her parents yet because okay. it's too early. And so she's she's called her parents to say, like, it's just me, the three of them. And. She's sitting there crying at her desk and Mac walks up and like they've just met and she is trying to console her about crying about, you know, Dawn not wanting to hang out or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, she was like, I, I'm not crying. I just I have an allergy. <laughs> and she goes, what are you allergic to? And she just goes, oysters. And it's like the stupidest thing. But to me, like, I feel like that's so like quintessential, like just like Aaron Sorkin that it's just like she's just like crying. And she's like, it's a, like, why don't cry about him. And she's like, oh, no, I, have a, I just have an allergy to what? oysters <laughs> it's just so Shout stupid but I just, but I just love that it's, like it's yeah. just silly stuff like that that like throughout the whole show the writing is just so incredible it's, it's so great. yeah turn those subtitles on if you haven't watched it if you've if you've watched it and want to rewatch it turn those subtitles on because I guarantee you, you'll you'll catch some stuff that you might have missed before that's just it's just silly but it's hilarious but that's that's HBO there yeah. they get Great writers, they get great actors, and they're out Absolutely. there throwing fastballs. Sometimes they miss. Did you watch um, How to Make It in America? I've seen some of it, but I have not seen all of it. Yeah, that was one that reeled me in. Mm-hmm. And it had John Leguizamo yeah. and Lake Bell, who's the voice of mm-hmm. Poison Ivy. We'll talk about that a little later. Okay. And that was mm-hmm. just an interesting show, kind of post-Entourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch... Flight of the Concords. I loved Flight of the Concords. <laughs> loved Flight of the Concords. I mean, I I don't know anybody that didn't. That was, I mean, you didn't. I was <gasps> not a fan of what? Flight of the Concords. I still am not too, a fan. Too of, silly or way too, too silly okay. for me. It's like I just don't get it. It's not funny. It was not. My sister loves that show. Love that show and all the stuff they do. And I'm just like, I don't. Get it's it. definitely not. I mean, I feel like it's definitely one of those shows that's not good if you're way too sober. <laughs> because it's so stupid and it's so silly. It's so silly. It would be akin to watching something like Mighty Boosh, okay. where you're just like, I don't get it because this is so far into the realm of silliness that I can't even comprehend what's going on. I think Flight of the Concords is is kind of venturing on stonery, that level. Of, yeah, like stoner comedy kind of thing. Tone, like it's yeah. it's kind of in that that kind of genre, I think, because it is it it does kind of go off the... The yeah, ledge there. Speaking of stoner comedy, did you ever watch Bored to Death? I honestly didn't, and I don't know why. It's just because it's always been one of those things that's like on my list of things to watch, but I never got around to it. So Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. he's hit or miss with me, but sometimes it's the stuff he puts out is great. Sometimes yep. he's annoying. He, he's yep. on that border. Yep. And so this show, I think... Thought he was gonna it was gonna be too much of him because it's his show, but his crew is Ted Danson and Zach Galifianakis. Oh, 
and they would just get stoned and yep. try to solve mysteries. Oh my god! And so it was just—it okay, was yeah, funny. I'm gonna go back and it rewatch. Was, that it was then. just a funny show. Yeah. Speaking of Ted Danson, I didn't mention it for Prestige, but gotta give a shout out to my guy Larry David. Oh yeah. Were you a Curb Your Enthusiast? Are you? Because it's still on. Oh yeah. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Love that show. Oh, yeah. And then shout out to Leon because it was, it, 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 they, they brought on Leon and then it was mm-hmm. like it gave the show new legs. Absolutely. And Larry David and Leon are hilarious, but you talk about a show that has a lot of people on there. Oh, yeah. And some of them play themselves mm-hmm. and then some of them play other people. So like Vince Vaughn. Is the late um, Funkhauer's brother. Right. He's Freddie Funkhauer. <laughs> right. Not right. Vince Vaughn. Right. And Cheryl Hines is not herself and either. Cheryl yeah. Hines is not herself, yeah. but Ted Danson is Ted right. Danson. Right. It's a weird world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird world that they live in. Yeah. Woody something. Harrelson was just on this season as Woody Harrelson. I don't think I watched this past season. Oh. I need to, I need to go back and watch that. It's actually yeah. really, really funny. Not all the episodes, but like... Enough Half the episodes yeah. plus are okay. really funny. And there's like three episodes that are absolutely hilarious. Okay. Some gems. So okay. that show okay. is, is incredible. Uh, another comedy that I don't know if you got into, Hung. Oh, gosh. Love Hung. <laughs> that was a show that oh, I got somehow. Hung. Yeah, I mean, it was like that and Californication were kind of right there at the same time. A lot of just... Cute guys getting hella laid. That you know, it up. it's like HBO and Showtime had plenty of that going around, it seems like. But <laughs> um what was it Thomas Jane though? That Thomas was Jane. Yeah. Shout out to Thomas Jane. Oh. Yeah. He was cute. One of the first things I saw him in was Sweetest Thing with Cameron Diaz. Uh, I barely remember that. He was the guy she was kind of obsessed with in that movie. Okay. She okay. was in the she was in too. But yeah, I always thought he was really cute. And then I was like, mm. Hung kind of ruined the him for me, though, I feel like, a little bit. Because, I don't know, I don't <laughs> typically like to go for the guy that's just laying all the girls like that. So yeah, it kind of ruined him for me a and little it, bit. But, you uh, know. To me, it, they did a interesting job. They wanted to make him, like, the stud, but they also yeah. wanted to try and make him kind of insecure. You know. Yeah, I mean, which, I mean, if you're hung, though, nothing to be insecure about there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey now. Let's talk about some other comedies that I forgot about. Mr. Bean. Oh my gosh, yeah. Is an HBO show. Did you I don't think I ever realized that was an HBO show. It's an HBO show. Did you watch Mr. Bean? I did. I'm not yeah. in the front. I watched Mr. Bean. Yeah. Funny stuff. I mean, I, I could I, I don't think I've seen every episode, but Me I mean, neither. No, no. Um but yeah, I mean I definitely watched it, you know, as a kid. That was it was goofy. Goofy. goofy shit. <laughs> Tenacious D. Yeah. So looking at that, when I was kind of going through like the list of all the HBO stuff, uh, I don't think I ever realized that there was a Tenacious D show, much less that it came out like before they were even cool. That's the thing. Because it was at, like the late 90s. 97 to 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Even then, like so 90, 97 to 2000, that's like... I'm trying to think like what Jack Black was even doing then. That's like the Shallow Hal era. That's a little pre-Shallow Hal, right? So they filmed Shallow Hal here in Charlotte. And I want to say that was like 01 maybe. So yeah, so 97 to 2000 is Yeah, before that. But yeah, I will say if you have not watched that movie at all in any kind of recent history, find it 
and go back and watch because it's interesting to see what Charlotte looks like back then. Okay. Okay. Um, they have like some of the shots. I'm like that. None of like none of it looks the same. It's very interesting. Okay. But you know, because Charlotte just keeps changing over and over. So over it's a fun and little time over capsule. and over and over. Yeah, fun little time capsule for you. But yeah, uh, did not know that Tenacious D show existed. I wonder. I wonder if that's on HBO Max. <laughs> let's see, I would let's imagine see. it has to be. Ever watch? Um, it sure is. Mister Show with Bob and David. I did not. I did not like that show. People love that show. Mr. Show. What about Veep? Were you a big Veep fan? So I've watched seasons of Veep, but I've not watched it in its entirety, but I loved it. It's just one of those shows that always wound up being on at the same time as other stuff that I really loved, and so it kind of took a back seat. Yeah, that's, that Sunday um, block back in the day was, yeah, was rough. Yeah, but so like it, through, no, through no fault of its own, I haven't watched all of it, but it, it was a great show. Ali G, who brought us oh, yeah. Borat and oh such characters. Did you watch Ali G? I've seen some of it. He's, it, he's a fool. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot. I can only take so much of it. Fact. I really he is can only a take fool. so much of it. I mean, like, <laughs> you talk about like, like Flight of the Concords being too silly. To me, that is too silly. Yes. It's out of control. And I just, like, like but it hooked Bor- me for a little bit. Yeah. But it's, he's a lot to like, handle. Borat was, was hard enough. Bruno, I couldn't even do. And then the new Borat was like, oh my God. I forgot about Bruno. Yeah, I don't rock with yeah. Bruno. Yeah, no, it was all it was all just too much. So like bits and pieces, I like it in very, very small doses, but that's it. Silicon Valley, did that ring any bells? Yes. Loved that one. Love Silicon Valley. Loved that one. Oh my God, like that one, all the characters were so great. I mean, I will never forget though, when they unveiled the Pied Piper logo. And they all just ripped him for that. And Kumail Nanjani was like, looks like he's sucking on a dick and has a snack dick tucked behind his ear for later. Oh, man. You were wilding <laughs> on that show. And, oh, gosh, what is his name? T- is it TJ Miller? Yeah, he's big, tall, is big the... tall, goofy dude, man. Yeah, TJ Miller. His character, though, is Ehrlich Bachman. Ehrlich Bachman. Yeah, yep. that was not a name I was going to remember not without Googling that. His character I found to be really fascinating. And his presence was always just so, like, I'm the founder of Aviato. <laughs> like, he was just so proud of it. And, like, I, you know, I run this, you know, I run this thing here. And, you know, all these guys work for me and just had such a whole thing. And then, like, everybody jumping out to work on Pied Piper and then bringing Big Head back. It was fascinating. It was a very fascinating show because even though it was a comedy, it also was shining a light on this culture of yeah. Silicon Bros that a lot of us were not familiar with. And the guy that was the head of that company was Albie from Bigelow. Yeah, it was. Fun fun little little tie-in there. Didn't Judd Apatow have a show on HBO? He's had several. First big one was Girls. Okay. Which, were you a big Girls um, fan? Yes and no. I've seen them all, and I've seen some of them you know, several times. It's definitely a show that... There are elements of it that I identify with it. Some of it I very much don't identify with because I think to a degree, especially in the, the early episodes, I feel like it's it's a little more relatable. Um, as it went on, it got to be a little more... It, it yeah. just it was a, it went a little extreme with some of those characters, but I feel like that first season, just a lot of the things that they, they, they each go through is all stuff that we've gone through. And so like watching it and kind of, you know, because 
it was something that like I feel like I looked for in Sex and the City, but I was too young. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it was not relatable for me because, you know, obviously we we're not at the same age. But like kind of timeline wise, the girls that were on like the characters were only like a couple years younger than me. Gotcha. And so it was kind of very similar storylines. It's kind of like the same thing like um, the girls that did Pen15 on Hulu. Okay. With, um, they're, they're my age. And so a lot of their stuff from middle school, it hits because it's the same exact thing that I did, same exact stuff that I went through in middle school. For that aspect of it, I loved girls, but eventually it just became one of those things that as it went on, I purely watched it because I was just invested in it, but not okay. because I really enjoyed it anymore. Plus, like, Lena Dunham is just such a train wreck. <laughs> she is. And the show, but, but it spawned Adam Driver, who's turned into yes. one of the biggest Hollywood I know. I know. Now, well, and that's wild. one of those things that, like, you know, I'd watch it and people would be like, who is that guy? He's so goofy. Like, Tall you know, goofy. And, and to me, like, I mean, it's funny, like, when you watch, like, the original episodes, he's really goofy looking. Yes. In the, in the early episodes. He's because still he goofy hasn't, looking. Oh no! If you think he's goofy looking now, oh no, you're right. Yeah, watch you're the pilot. Right. Yes. Watch the pilot of Girls. If you, if anybody listening to this thinks that he looks goofy now, watch the pilot of Girls. Like he has no beard. Like I don't even think he has sideburns. Yeah, he's he's goofy um, looking. He's, and he's and yeah, he's, he's got big ears. Like he just he's he's just he's goofy. He's goofy, but he's like but he's charming in his like he's very much on the spectrum. <laughs> he feels very and, much. You know, but he's just goofy and, like, silly, but, like, clearly, like, means well, but doesn't know how to mean well. You know, you watch it, and it's like, uh, the more that I've gone back and watched it, the more I'm like, there's, there, like, initially, like, you know, you feel bad for her because you feel like she's treating her like crap. But at the same time, like, she's not really telling him what she wants. And you have, that's where as women, you know, sometimes we forget that people aren't mind readers. Or really not even just as women, everybody in general forget that people True. you're with are not mind readers. People don't have crystal balls. You have to tell people how you feel. And so when I go back and I think about things like that, he's really not doing anything wrong. They're all trash. You know, they no, are. They're all they trash. Are. Yeah. But they, so, they're anyway, eating trash. Yeah. They're, they're Oscar the Grouch <laughs> eating trash. But yeah, no, it's just, but I mean, that, that show does, it does hold a, a small, small place for me. Okay. Just, just kind of the, the relatability early on. Insecure. Love that. Love Issa Rae. Issa she's, is good. Oh, she's fabulous. She's fabulous. Sometimes that show felt like black girls to me mm-hmm. at times because mm-hmm. sometimes the the relationship between her and her homegirls they yeah. they would get insufferable and then the, her and her dude um, Lawrence early on I'm just mm-hmm. like ugh and he's not really doing anything wrong but he's annoying right and so that show went through similar beats yeah. but. With a way better soundtrack, well, where with New York girls was so like white New York, insecure so like black L.A. Yes, that it they kind of bizarro mirror each other a little bit. I'd say. I I get that. I totally get that. Kind of got hooked on both. Yeah, I mean, I think depending on like style of music that you're into. I mean, I think there were seasons and episodes of Girls that had great soundtracks, but it was mm-hmm. more kind of like the kind of hipster indie stuff of course the new york the brooklyn hipster soundtrack i mean honestly that's a lot of that's a lot of what i listen to and some of them some of them are bops but see yeah rafael sadiq did the theme music for insecure Mm -hmm. so it was a Mm -hmm. lot of like neo soul and like yeah that type of funky hip-hop so right it it did yeah slap it's absolutely absolutely 
HBO is prolific. They've really, really been is. putting yeah. out shows. Absolutely. Insecure ended this year. That that was sad yeah. to see. Absolutely. That was really, really good. Absolutely. Comedies. I mean, one person we haven't talked about that's done many comedies, Danny McBride. Danny McBride universe. Uh, Eastbound and yeah. Down. Vice to, Principals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. I, I was done yeah. with him after Vice Principals. I was like, all right, you're doing way too much. And so Righteous and then, Gemstones And then Righteous Gemstones out. comes out and you're like, how did it get even better? How did they <laughs> hook me again? How did they get me watching this show uh, again? It's and so Walton good. Goggins and them. I that know. show is ridiculous. It is. It is. They're, John they're, Goodman. Um, they're, they're filming that right now in Charleston. Uh. <laughs> Season three. It's, yeah. it's, it is so irreverently hilarious. I mean, it just. And tender. And yeah. sometimes intense. It yeah. gets a little intense yeah. at times. It's just that show, though. I mean, there are people that I know that are more religious that. I've told, like, I've told, like, you've got to watch it. And they're like, no, because I feel like it's going to be very sacrilegious. But the thing is, is that it, it isn't, it isn't. They're not really poking fun of religion. They're purely, like, exposing what goes on in these massively mega churches. Yes. Like these, like, Joel Osteen, you know, Jerry <laughs> Falwell kind of situations yes. where they're just, they're, they're, they're too big for their own good. You know, so not even like your Too local. Big to fail. Like, yeah, it's yes. like not even like your local mega church. Like we're talking about, like some like heavy hitter. Mega and some churches. of some of them are still awfully earnest as well. It's right. It, it's like they're caught in this world, and so there's issues where you know you have insecurity because of who your big daddy is. Right, big daddy. And yeah. then there's also like the the backfighting, and then it yep. gets gangster because when you're talking big money, whether it's a oh, big yeah. church or whatever, yeah. That big money, mo money, mo problems, like yep. uh, great philosopher Christopher Wallace once exactly. said. You know? Exactly, exactly. So all of his shows, though. Are... What's your favorite of the shows? Is it Righteous Gemstones? Probably Gemstones, yeah. Gemstones is really, um, really good. That and Vice Principals would probably be second, and then Eastbound would be Vice third. Principals went so off the rails. It by did, the though, end. yeah. <laughs> it was like, they are wild. Yeah. It just, um, Eastbound and Down, I, I feel like, got hard to watch quickly for me. It lost my attention. The shtick. It, it became yeah. shtick more yeah. so than the story. Yeah. And so, you know, Kenny Powers, after a while, we were like, we get the shtick. Yeah. I, so when they started filming Eastbound and Down, you know, they were they were here and somebody, whoever ran the social media for that went through, and this was like 2008, went through and just found like anybody and everybody that lived in Charlotte on Twitter and went through and had the Kenny Powers, like it was like the verified Kenny Powers account had to go around and like follow everybody in Charlotte wow. on Twitter. So unless they've deactivated it or like have unfollowed people, that account still follows me. Oh, wow. I used to tweet at it all the time because I thought it was hilarious that this random like HBO account followed me. That's, that's, that's some HBO, like, they just do the most sometimes and they do really interesting stuff. Absolutely. Great. Love I, Danny McBride though. Shout out to Danny McBride. I mean, that whole, that whole cast though, Gemstones is incredible. John Goodman is amazing on that show. He really truly is Praise be. Like Praise I said, the boy Walton Goggins, he cracks me up. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Baby Billy. <laughs> Uncle Baby, Baby Billy. Billy. <laughs> so the flip side of that show, because that's like a comedy mm -hmm. with drama infused in it. Mm -hmm. 
Succession is a drama with comedy infused in it. Yes. But similarly about the same ideas, like the big family business and all the beef that brings and the insecurity of the kids and all of that. Yep. You watched Succession? I have. I will say right off the bat, I do love to see any of the Culkin brothers get work because I feel like they're, they're not throwing enough bones in this they're world. Not, they're not. Um, I mean, Macaulay Culkin has enough money to last him a lifetime, but still, like, you would think at least. But, I mean, they're they're all kind of goofy guys at this point. But, like, Kieran, I feel like through no fault of his own, just hasn't done as much. He hasn't, but this gives him a chance to just throw. Shine, yeah. Fastballs. Absolutely. He, he's the funniest character on this show. Yes. And he's absolutely. the weirdest character on this show. Yeah. And the older brother, played by Jeremy Strong, mm-hmm. he gets to be like damaged and have relapses right. and the drama and stuff like that. And Kieran just kind of sitting back cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. But his character is so funny. They're, the first season, there's this episode where he's trying to send this rocket into outer space. Mm-hmm. And the rocket launch scene is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Like, I was cracking up, tears coming down my eyes. And it's not like a comedy show, but right. it has moments. Right. But just the way he plays the entire yep. scene from beginning to end yeah. just had me in tears. Absolutely. Love I love mean, that show. He's, yeah. He was that way in... Um, Scott Pilgrim, too. Scott Pilgrim, Yeah, because, I mean, that movie was supposed to be funny, but his lines, I feel like it was just a different level of funny. And that's, you talk about a loaded cast. You go back and look at how many people were in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. They got them on below market deals, you know? Right, And there was no real star star, because... Yeah, because, like, Brie Larson didn't have her Oscar yet. No, and then... Um, Who else Sarah, Michael Sarah wasn't big yet. No, Chris he was like Evans he was kind of like was on pre- his up, Marvel. Up swing, yeah. Schwartzman still is he was doing a, a mini HBO show. Thing. Yeah. Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winstead still hasn't hit it super super big. Mae Whitman. Mae Whitman, yeah. This um Zachary Quinto. He was, I feel like, more of a cameo than anything. Yeah, Who so else? you know, Arby Plaza. Um, Allison Pill, who's Allison the drummer. Pill. Anna Kendrick. Anna, oh, yeah, Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick. duh. Yeah. yeah. She was the sister. sister. She was the best friends yeah. with, with um, his roommate, yeah. who was Kieran so. Culkin. So, I, mean, I love it... they slept in the same bed, too, but they weren't gay. <laughs> that was the best. But he, but Kieran Culkin's character was gay, but yeah. like they slept in the same bed, but Michael Sarah was not gay. That's so weird. <laughs> it's such a weird like little dynamic that they had. Like I just loved that. It was, that it was, was like the mattress on the floor. <laughs> that was a fun movie. Oh. Yeah. Succession is one of my favorite shows and then succession hit the same time i was into watchmen i love oh yeah watchmen that went horde yes because yes i I grew up with the graphic novel not grew up that was more when i was an adult Mm -hmm. i remember hearing about it but i didn't read it till i was like a young adult yeah and that was one of those graphic novels that just blew my mind because it's such a intense quirky story Mm mm-hmm what will we do if there were superheroes running around, only one of which has superpowers? Right. But the rest are just like Batman, you right. know? Right, exactly. We might get to that soon. I'm, I would, nothing surprises me now if we get mass vigilantes in the next two years. have our own two utility years. belts. <laughs> but to be audacious enough to take on that source material. Right. 
And then to infuse like, <laughs> racial issues because it starts out with that Tulsa. It was a, just a phenomenal show. And I will always bow at the altar of Queen Regina King. Oh, she's wonderful. Love me some Regina she's King. She's so wonderful. If you look at the stuff she's been associated with going way back, just iconic black movies and stuff like that. Poetic Justice with Tupac and Boys in the Hood and mm-hmm. Waiting to mm-hmm. Exhale and Friday. Yeah. Just yep. Jerry Maguire and Enemy of the State. Like yep. she was out here cooking. Absolutely. Cooking. And now Absolutely. she directs and stuff. I, I don't think her. I've ever seen her in anything that I wasn't just like blown away. She's so good. So then they go from Watchmen. How did you feel about Lovecraft Country? I have not finished it yet. It's a It's lot. very intense. It's um, a lot. What I've seen has been really, really good, but it's just, it's a lot to unpack. And so it's just one of those things where I started it. I can't remember. Something else premiered around the same time. Okay. That yeah. in my time of kind of unpacking an episode, I got into something that kind of got swept up into another show. And so I have to go back. It's just, it was incredible. But yeah, I need to go back and finish it because it just it hit hard just in that very kind of like Jordan Peele sort of way. Yes. It just hit hard. Hard. Because it's monsters and race and stuff right. like that. It's, yeah. a, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And unfortunately, they didn't renew it, so it just left us off. Did you watch Boardwalk Empire? I did. Shout um, out to Chalky White, my man. Michael K. Williams, rest yep. in peace. Yeah. That. Al Capone. Oh, man. That was, that was an incredible show. That's a show that I love to joke. Like, never in my life did I ever think that, like, in 15 minutes I could become so desensitized to boobs. <laughs> because, like, you watch it and, like, there's just so many just, like, half-naked women running around, like, everywhere that they all ever are ever. That, like, it's like the zombies in Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. You well, know, it's just, like, you just don't even think about it. It's just, like... It's just background. Well, you say you know? boobs of Boardwalk Empire. I raise you not only Rome, mm-hmm. which was an HBO show with a lot of just mm-hmm. meat everywhere. Deadwood. Oh, yeah. Deadwood was oh, like, yeah. yo, we giving you all <laughs> of oh, the gosh. boobs and yep. the cussing. Yep. Yep. And, you know. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, I just, I mean, any like anything like that, I just, it's incredible like how desensitized you can get to the most stuff so quickly because Boardwalk Empire was one of the ones that I binged. I didn't, I didn't watch it when it was like episode to episode. So um, I watched it later, but it was, I mean, it was incredible. It's a great show. The debauchery of HBO sometimes, because all the shows I just mentioned, mm-hmm. that we'll call that debauchery alley. Sure. You know, Boardwalk Empire. Yep. Rome. Yep. Deadwood. Yep. Where it's just yep. like people in this crooked society. Yep. Where the rules don't really matter and somebody yeah. is trying to keep things exactly. afloat amidst all of just, just like, the drudgery. Was Carnival, was that oh, HBO wow. or was that, that was, Showtime? No, that was definitely HBO. I was thinking it was HBO. But yeah, that's another one of those kind of same <sighs> kind of same things. And that's the show I only watched a few episodes of because same. It, you know, I was I think I was a little young to get a lot of what was going on there. <laughs> I but, gotta give a shout yeah. out to Pop Dukes here. He was so mad at John from Cincinnati. <laughs> did you ever watch John from Cincinnati? I did not. I don't. It, it was he might have been an alien. Oh god! And he lands in some beachy California town. Okay. And he's saying he's from Cincinnati, but he had maybe mythical abilities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And my dad was hooked on the show, but he didn't know what was going on. And then they canceled it after one season, so you okay. never find out. But, huh. Interesting. I think that came out right around the same time as Carnival. And okay. both of them, they were like, uh, we, we messed up on these. Yeah. We're not going to keep this going. We out of here. Gotcha. Look, HBO be out here. Yeah. We haven't even talked about like the, the stuff now. We, ha- I mean. we Well, let's, let's talk about now because 2022, right? Mm-hmm. You've had... Euphoria, Barry, Peacemaker, the John Cena show. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Peacemaker, the John Cena show? I did not. <laughs> it I did is not. Actually, I'm not a huge John Cena fan. I'm so. I am not a huge John Cena fan either, but I watched it and I got hooked. Yeah, it, it came on the same time as Euphoria and Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> yep. So I would watch all of those. Uh, we own the city by the the, the yes. super powered team behind the wire. Yes. yes, I'm currently watching that one. I'm saying like a fantastic yeah. show, just yeah. fantastic. Uh, the staircase. Did you watch the staircase? Loved the staircase. Tony Collette, she's just brilliant. I know. Um, you know, I'd seen the the original documentary, and then when Netflix came back and you know added the extra episodes for the current day, so. You know, all of that's you know was fascinating enough as it was, and especially because it happened not that far from here. But actually, watching like real actors go back and and like just portray everything, it was just it oh, it was wonderful. And being somebody that I wasn't raised in the Triangle, but I was born up that way, and my okay. fam- my family's from that area. A lot of the accents were very realistic, which is something that you know, being from North Carolina, I'm very picky about with movies and shows because. I feel like so many times people give us this like overly yeah, drawled silly, out. Silly, like Alabama-ish like, yeah, ca- it's caricature like, of an yeah, accent. Yeah, it's just very like, Southern. yeah, it's it's just like, like very slow talking kind of, <laughs> you know, panhandly kind of talk. Like it's just, no, like we're, we don't we don't talk like that. I mean, yes. I lost a lot of my accent when I, when I lived in D.C., so I don't have much of it now, but... You know my family that's that's in the triangle though like there there's a very specific accent to that area and I feel like they hit it very well. Um, so the character that Parker Posey plays, she's actually the sister of one of my mom's close friends growing up. Okay. So kind of watching you know some of the like, some of the stuff that went on with her was very fascinating to me, but her accent was dead on because like knowing that she grew up in in the town where you know my family's from like. It, her accent was dead on and in that area. So, homegirl from <clears throat> Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, she's um, British. Yeah, she did a great job. And she did a fantastic yeah, she job. Did. As well. She did. She um, did. Mrs. Jonas. She's <laughs> Sophie married. Turner. Sophie Turner. Yes. Sophie Turner. Yes. Can't remember which Jonas brother she's married to. I think it's Joe Jonas. Maybe I'm, one of them. She's married to one of them. Yeah, the Jones boys. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Colin Firth made michael peterson so like way dreamier than he should have rightfully been because <laughs> i mean <laughs> what's his I don't that's, know. that's like what's his name on uh bridget jones mr darcy mr darcy i was gonna say mr darcy but i thought he was in like sense and sensibility or something he, it is <laughs> it is it's the same yeah it's the same thing i know which is why i get it like i get it confused but no he's um Did, he's mark darcy he's mark mr. Darcy. darcy so he's mark okay. darcy okay did you watch irma vep i have not yet it's on my list I hear that's fantastic. I have two. Did you watch Hacks? Either season of Hacks. That's I have the not Gene yet. Smart show. I watched I not the either. first season of it. Yeah. Slightly annoying, but I love Gene Smart. She mm-hmm. was also speaking of accents. She was in Mayor of Easttown. Okay. With Kate Winslet. Okay. Okay. That's the one where they were like the Poconos. They were Poconos. In, you know. 
Hoogies, oh, Philadelphia. That was a, that was a really good show, though. Well, I will say so. Like like with um, We Own the City. So I'm watching that right now, and I am blown away at how good everybody is with them with their Maryland accents. They, they Everybody's getting those job. O's on just right, and yeah. it's like it's almost annoying because I'm finding myself going, "Oh my gosh, I have to turn this off." But then I'm like, <laughs> "No, but this is so good because it sounds so accurate." It's an accent though that is it's it's a hard to listen to accent though. It is. I love all is. my friends from Maryland, but shout out, shout out to but, my people. Who's but yeah. it's a terrible, terrible accent. <laughs> We need more Boston crime drama. No, we do not. No, oh, we no, do see, not listen, need that's, terrible that's kind of accent. Boston oh, no. accents, especially oh, no. people. First of all, people can't do good Boston accents. No, that's so why we need to get people them. from. No, that's why we just need to get locals to do it. I'm good. I'm good on that. Did you watch <laughs> any of the um, Lakers show, Winning Time? I have not watched that either. I hear that's really good. John C. Riley's the star. Oh, okay. And they okay. say it's really good. That's a game changer for me then. I you Love know, him. HBO just got shows and shows. Flight Attendant. Loved Flight Attendant. I'm currently watching season two. I have not finished it yet. But season one was great. Oh, my goodness. What a trip. Shout out to Kelly Cuoco. Yeah. Rosie Perez was in there. Yeah. Rosie Perez fan. I can't think of what the guy's name was. The guy guy that was, you know, the guy in first class that she ends up hooking up with. Um, Mm -hmm. I I can never remember his name. But he was in... One of the seasons of Game of Thrones, he was one of those characters that's always with Daenerys. There's this character that like three different actors played that character season to season. Um, it was like one of her like cohorts that she like hooks up with. Okay. Um, he was that guy though. He was also in Nashville, which Nashville. That was that was not HBO. That was oh, that's the show um, with um with Connie Britton. Connie Britton, yeah, mm-hmm. and Hayden Panettiere. I love anything that Connie Britton does. So. I love Connie Britton as yeah. well. I remember when she was on 24 back in the day for oh, like yeah. two episodes. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. American Horror Story yeah, season she's, one. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's fantastic. But Flight Attendant was great. Flight Attendant so, is oh, great. Sasha Mamet, too, from Girls. Yes. Yep. As in, Daughter as in of David Attendant. Mamet, the yep. famous playwright. And I know. Film writer and oh. director. They HBO stay with the talents because even... They do. They have... um. Speaking of Kelly Cuoco, she's the voice of Harley Quinn. That's right. And Harley Quinn used to be a uh, DC Universe show, but that doesn't exist. It was bought by HBO. Right. So now HBO is going to drop the new Harley Quinn. I can't wait. Love that show. You talk about dark, violent, funny. Yeah. Didn't didn't Margot Robbie play... Harley Quinn recently. She, she too? played her on the movie. Yeah, that's right. And okay. the movie, even though the movie's rated R, mm-hmm. it still can't go off the rails like the cartoon does. The f- gotcha. The first five minutes, watch the first five minutes of the cartoon and okay. you will be hooked. Okay. But I mean, like, that's the thing. HBO is just cooking. Give all the awards to Guilty Pleasure, Com- combining like the Guilty Pleasure shows mm-hmm. with like Prestige. Euphoria. I was literally about to say, can we go back? Because we, we touched on Euphoria for two seconds we earlier. Got it. We, yeah, we need to unpack some Euphoria real fast. Well, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, oh, my oh. God. That Okay, that's yeah. another show. I was like, I am not watching Euphoria. I'm like, this is... So many people have said that to me, and then they watch it, and then they're like, it. wait a minute. I'm Now I'm hooked. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> Well, it it just the casting is incredible. Love incredible. Zendaya. She's Zendaya's she's amazing. Incredible in um, this show. The end of the second season though, I just have so many questions. 
we knew it was so going to be much, bad, but yeah, the there's end, just so like, much yeah, that like poor ashtray, man. That was, that rough. was, that, that sucked. One thing that I do love that everybody seemed to be speaking out about a lot though, with that finale was that Dominic Fike song that he did. Um, when he was singing to Zendaya with his acoustic guitar and burned like five minutes of the season finale when we didn't have... We didn't we want didn't, that. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't get, want we didn't, that. We, yeah, we didn't get we enough did wrapped up. We did not want that. <laughs> we didn't get enough wrapped At up. All. <laughs> First of all, Zendaya, the cops was chasing her around the city I not know. too long I know. before. I know. People are and, getting shot and at. And the drugs. Remember yeah. she got the, the ladies' yeah. drugs and everything? Because that play is going on. And, mm-hmm. and the play I mean, was... And Hilarious. the play was, it was, oh my God, it was so funny. Yeah. I, um, I'm so glad that there was actually like a whole episode just devoted to that. Although it should not have been that, like it shouldn't have been that close to the end. Yeah. Did we have to listen to the full song in the episode? I didn't want none of that though, because first of all, you got Cassie and Maddie. They're not even the stars, but we always need more of that. Right. And then the boy, Nate Jacobs, he be wowing. Oh gosh. Yeah. Love and him. so, you know, it's just like. He's yeah. a fascinating character. And right. honestly, Jules this season wasn't fascinating to me. No. You know? and no, she was kind of boring. On the gu- guitar, you know, nah. Yeah. Oh, Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. Yeah, yeah nah. Which I, I also am curious. Like, do you think he has that like terrible Apple logo tattoo next to his eye in real life? Or do you think that was just the character? I assume that he has I'm, it, right? I'm really hoping it was just the character because of all the things, like, I mean, I know face tattoos are kind of like a thing right now. Literally, yes. like, no disrespect if you have one. Like, I, you know, people, what, people are free to do what they do. Tattoo? But, like, he literally has the Apple logo, like, right here. <laughs> it's it's not even, like, an Apple. It's the Apple logo uh, right here. I it's a teeny, I, tiny little Apple logo, like, where, like, you would Apple, have, like, a teardrop. Actual, yeah. Like, did he, like, murder a MacBook? <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, for real. Like, what are we doing here? Let's see. Hold on. I got to go. I got to do a fast yeah, Google. This, oh, no. It's Here we go. Teen Vogue Euphoria sister. actor Dominic yeah. Fike revealed the meaning behind his Apple logo face tattoo. So that's real. He said it's because of his sister. There are better ways to honor your sister than yeah. a terrible Apple tattoo. On your face. On your eye. No. I mean, because he's got like, he's got like, I, I don't want to say the wrong language. So it's some sort of Asian lettering on his forehead. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, it's fine. It's hard fine. pass. Hard We're pass. all set on that. Hard pass. But yeah, Euphoria, that that show is just a mind trip. It's one of the best shows recently in yeah. terms of just grabbing you. It, it was must-see yeah. weekly entertainment. And then what was fun was like watching people trip out on Twitter, mm-hmm. watching it and talking about it. Well, <laughs> and I feel like, too, like, like the teen drama thing, it's so it can be so hard to relate for other generations, too. So like... A lot of the stuff that comes out now, if it's like some sort of teen drama, like I'm not really interested. You know, I'm in my 30s. Like that's just not something that interests me. Now. I agree. But Euphoria has figured out a way to make it interesting to everybody. You know, and that's and that's not easy to do. That's the one thing I will say. It's a little sleazy for high school. It is where it kind of feels like they're adults, even though yeah they functionally put them in high school right i mean because no in no high school in america can you dress like that no unless you know 2022 just looks a lot different i don't 2022 know 2022 might just look a lot different because we live in a crazy world these days we do so, house of the dragon the new game of thrones spinoff is coming out 
any uh, interest? What's, what's your level of interest in that? Honestly, the way I feel like I was burned with the end of Game of Thrones, I'm not really psyched about it. Okay. I might give it a courtesy glance, like for like that first episode and kind of see, but I just I feel like I feel like they did me dirty. Now we're trying to cash in on that, and mm. I don't really know what is really there to cash in on. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. There's a show called The Idol coming out starring The Weeknd. Have you heard about that? No, but tell me more. It's a drama about a self-help guru and cult leader who develops a complicated relationship with a burgeoning pop singer. Okay, that and sounds interesting. Co-created by Sam Levinson, who did yep. Euphoria. Okay, I like The Weeknd. <laughs> he's he's a guilty pleasure for me. He's not a guilty pleasure for me. He's just a pleasure. No, I'm kidding. Once, once, <laughs> nothing to be guilty about there. <laughs> once, once he had the uh, the uh, Super Bowl halftime show, oh, yeah. he was running around like a madman. I'm like, yo, you need rehab, bro. He does, he does. <laughs> but I still still love his music though. And then The Last of Us. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. So that is based off of a video game. Okay. About post-apocalyptic United States. With okay. It's it's gonna be rough. It's going to be rough, you know, quarantine zones and all sorts interesting. of, you know, okay. things okay. of that nature. It'll be interesting to see how many people have, like, weird triggers from that, kind of coming out of COVID, if there are instances in that that might trigger people in ways that you wouldn't expect. Like, I know, like, for me, there's a lot of, like, Handmaid's Tale, which even more so now, you yeah. know, given kind of where we are in 2022, um, is triggering, but... What, like it took me a long time to get into that show because like one of the very first episodes, you know, they're showing clips from where like like flashbacks to where they were doing a women's march, and I was there in D.C. for the women's march in 2017, mm-hmm. and while it was a wonderful thing to have done, I get there's a lot of stuff that just from that sh- from Handmaid's Tale that triggers that day for me because walking through the streets of D.C. with tanks everywhere like the fact that he thought we needed tanks to keep everybody in line like there were like i've seen many protests happen in dc and i've never seen that kind of artillery it was just um but you know i mean the sheer crowd like we were on the metro and it's like you could jump and you would stay up in the air because we were all like sardines in a can but you know that kind of triggering though like so if there's a show that's post-apocalyptic i just wonder what that might do for some people, just depending on where they were kind of geographically with COVID, you know, I mean, every city was kind of different in how they handled that. And every hospital was different, you know, people knew people in kind of different, you know, levels of varying degrees of COVID too. Like, I mean, I've, I know people that lost loved ones, almost lost loved ones, Mm -hmm. especially early on when, you know, not many people had it yet. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how, how that, works out for them because that could be that could be a little jarring well yeah but that's the one thing you have to admit about hbo is they go there they do they They do whether you want them to or not they're there you want them to or not they make bold provocative absolutely irreverent sometimes intense sometimes Mm -hmm. funny as it wants to be dramatic as it wants to be you dealt loss you get joy you go through all of the emotions and they've been doing it for what's about to be 
50 years. Yeah, 50 years in November. 50 years. Can you believe it? I, I just... I can't, yeah. but I, I got to give him props. Shout out to HBO. It's not TV. It's HBO. It's HBO, folks. That's the show. We going to leave it there. Shout yeah. out to HBO. Shout out to Bex joining me again to rap all about... The 50 years almost, we <laughs> we went through all of the crooks and crannies. We may have missed a couple shows, but shout out to HBO. Shout out to HBO Max. Shout out to Bex. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to talk to you guys about our favorite things that we stream. So we'll have to kick it again and talk about Hulu. Oh, Hulu's next? Yeah, we got to talk about Hulu. Okay. Or okay. an FX on Hulu and Ooh, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, now, yeah, now with the FX on Hulu. Ah. Uh, Sounds that like and, we got an episode. That and we got to do Showtime in the A24. <laughs> A24 is intense, but that's another I told episode. Frank I'm going to I'm going back and I'm watching all the A24 uh, movies <laughs> so that we can talk about it later. And we and will let you know. I got It's been intense. A24 does not play. Does no, they do play. not. No, they do not. So probably Hulu next and then we'll kick it with some Showtime once okay. we've done enough A24. All right. Well, pleasure as always. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Peace out from Huga Studios in Charlotte. Hey, be safe. Be smart. Keep your head up. It's a lot going on, but keep your head up. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.